honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on the Paladino Live Network. And now, your host, Paladino Joey. Hello again, Timberwolves fans. Are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I'm your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Owijan. Timberwolves Explosion is available on all your favorite podcasting apps. Thank you once and always for downloading and listening to this show. It is a great pleasure to be back on board with you once again today as we are back on the regular Friday schedules. As This will go until April-ish, usually, and then it gets random and all that fun stuff when spring cleanups get started. Uh, all that fun stuff. Hope you had a good Black Friday and a Merry Christmas season and all that. The, the Merry Christmas season is here now, so do enjoy. And any other holidays you might celebrate, uh, all the respect to you as well. Um, well, the Minnesota Timberwolves played four games this past week and won one of them. Well, what'd you expect? We were going to go undefeated? Well, I was hoping they're going to go three and one or two and two, but you know, one and three. So, yes, Carl Anthony Towns gets injured, and go figure the Wolves win the game that Carl Anthony Towns is not available. Of course, the calf strain. If you've been living in a in a cave the past few days, like you're a big Wolves fan, but you haven't been paying attention the past week or so, calf strain, four to six weeks. Calf strain can mean anything, I guess. A lot of people thinking strain like S T R. You think S P R would be like, oh wow, that that's the yeah yeah that could be like a month or more. But, well, like I always say, it's the NBA. I know I I sound like a jerk ripping on the NBA all the time and guys being out double amount of time, but, well, that's, you got to kind of put that into perspective. Also, I rudely did not mention this Timberwolves explosion is a part of the uh, the Basketball Podcast Network, TBPN, and you'll be hearing from DraftKings at the start of segment number, duh, numero, <laughs> number two. Anyway, the Wolves do win the last of the four games. Awful week, honestly. Awful. You lose to Charlotte. It's at Charlotte, and the Wolves always seem to struggle there, no matter what. But Charlotte's not off to a good start, and there was no LaMelo ball. Then we get thwarted by a team that I really don't like very much, though. There's a very nice host and uh, show on the Basketball Podcast Network that had nice things to say about Timberwolves' explosion, so I better be careful <laughs> about that. I know. And, of course, of course, my, my great friend, Pumpa, Reese Pedretti out of Brisbane, Australia. I don't want to don't want to be. Don't want to make him think like he's not welcome, or I'm a big, big hater of the Warriors. Oh, I don't like the Warriors, but eventually those some of those guys are going to be retired and all that stuff, and I can kind of calm down and all that again, hopefully. <laughs> so the end is coming for that at least. So and I'll lay off a bit. Uh, two games to preview. What do we got? OKC and Indiana. Several days later, OKC on Saturday. A 7 o'clock game, great time actually. I like that better than matinees. And then 7 o'clock on Wednesday versus the Indiana Pacers. So the Wolves had one of their best games of the year against, honestly. One of the few. A lot of people say they could count on one hand how many good games the Wolves have had this year. Memphis was one. Indiana was one a week earlier. So those Wednesdays. Looks like Wednesdays are very positive for the Wolves this year. We beat Orlando in Orlando, which almost never happens on the 16th. Beat Indy 115-101. Beat Memphis. Okay, that, that's a trend. The Phoenix game stunk a bit, 129-117 the week before. That's kind of cool. And then we beat OKC in San Antonio on Wednesdays. And the Lakers in a preseason game. Okay, but, huh, Wolves Wednesday, huh? 
Maybe I should do the podcast on Wednesday. No, actually, no. I'd rather review it right there on <laughs> just a couple of days later. So, uh, let's keep it right where it is, right? So now that I've babbled way too much already, I apologize. The 25th, one month away from Christmas and Black Friday and all that cute stuff. So exactly a month until Christmas. The Wolves head to Charlotte and take, and take an early lead and have a nice lead at the half. And then the third quarter happened. 39-21. Yeah. And then the Wolves made it a little cuter in the second and the fourth quarter, keeping Charlotte down to only 19, but still couldn't finish the job. Couldn't execute in the fourth quarter. Couldn't execute in the fourth quarter, but really sucked in the third. That was the biggest problem. They just flat sucked, I guess you could say, in the third quarter. Uh, Rudy Gobert with a couple of blocks, 17 points, 17 rebounds. And the story behind Gobert is, I don't know, uh, inconsistency this year, incomplete. Carl Anthony Towns, the, the whining, the this and that, and the rebounding is kind of, sometimes it's there, sometimes it's not. It's just been an off and on very weird season for the Timberwolves. And losing to the freaking Hornets is annoying. And Kelly Oubre Jr., that guy drives me nuts. I don't know what that is. He, he irritates me. Uh, it was like a year ago, and I think two years ago. Every time we play against Ubre, it's like, actually it was probably both games last year. He drives me nuts. Is he that good? Nah. Just good against us. Kind of like uh, Porzingis. Oh, Porzingis. I, I knew it. Yeah, Ubre's alright. Okay, I know. He's alright. He was a mid-round, first-round pick, and he's, he's had good numbers in his career. He's actually setting career highs at this point. Almost 20 points a game for the Charlotte Hornets. But again, awful start to the season. 6-14 and 14 at the time of this game. The Wolves dropped then uh, to 10-9. and nine. I don't know. Just an overall meh kind of a game. It's it's almost like you want to brush things with a broad stroke with this team. How it just feels like something's off no matter... <coughs> Pardon me. I was trying to cut that out and I didn't. Um, <laughs> I apologize. Um, something just seems off with this team. Like the chemistry's not there. Uh, they're just kind of looking for leaders. Everybody's kind of looking to... Somebody's got to take over. And... The common trend with this team the past five to seven years is like, I just need to take over. I need to be the I need to be the the veteran leader. Like one veteran leader after another, you keep hearing that from them, from Jimmy Butler all the way up now to Austin Rivers. You know, like Torian Prince and stuff last year. Obviously, uh, Patrick Beverly last year. Oh, you know, this team needs a this team needs a leader and this and that. This team needs a leader. This team needs a leader. And that's we hear about it every ten seconds, and it's like, hmm. Hopefully that guy it becomes Anthony Edwards because clearly it's it's not Towns. It's just not because if Carl Anthony Towns is the constant during the entire time you're hearing about this team needs a leader, what does that tell you? I mean, it just puts just put two and two together. And if you can't figure it out and you're offended by somebody mentioning that, I don't know, then get offended at the veteran saying it, I guess. I mean, I mean they can't all be wrong, can they? They're not all like, uh, you know, like divisive jerks in the locker room, are they? I don't think so. Jimmy Butler was, yes. But then it's like, wait a minute, now this guy's saying it, and now this guy, and now this guy. Okay. Hmm. Huh. And then, of course, again, the, the, the lame wisecrack at Anthony uh, Edwards earlier in the year about Popeyes, you know, stuff like that. So, I'm, I'm sorry, you know, Carl Anthony Towns is a wonderful player, historic player in terms of, like, a big man who can shoot threes. And he will go down as one of the greatest Timberwolves in history. I, I know, and go ahead and get sarcastic about that, but the Wolves have had some nice players, particularly at power forward in the in the past. Obviously, power forward with Garnett, power forward, and you could play center as well. Obviously, the, the Carl Anthony Towns, Leitner, Kevin Love, uh, and Kevin Garnett, of course. So, hmm. Yep. So, <laughs> it's definitely, definitely 
a common place. The Wolves have had a lot of good power forwards on this club. And, of course, if Carl Lenny Towns has mostly been a center until this year, um, not sure what to think. You're not seeing the Carl Anthony Towns, the free, like the eagle that I called him. He would spread his wings like an eagle when he had uh, uh, Pekovic in there. It was amazing. Or any other type of big kind of plotting center. Rudy Gobert seems to be kind of different. Um, and I don't know, some, something's missing from Rudy Gobert this year as well, which drives people nuts. We'll continue. As that's kind of a trend, that's kind of the overall conversation through most of these losses through this entire season. On the 27th, 137 to 114, Golden State opens up with a 20-point lead in the first quarter. In the rest of the game, the teams kind of just are parallel, basically, after that. Kind of back and forth, but wind up with Golden State winning 137-114. Again, it's a parallel back and forth the rest of the game. The first quarter, basically, is when the Warriors won the game. Steph Curry hitting his threes, and and yeah, and they're taunting the ref and all that. It's just, eh. Because, uh, who was clapping? Was it Draymond Green? was clapping or whatever, and it offended the, the ref so much. And then Steph Curry taunted the ref, which that's Steph Curry for you. I mean, I know everybody thinks he's the coolest guy ever. I don't. I don't like taunting. I don't like any of that crap. I've long thought all that wiggling around every time he hits a, a big shot is taunting. But obviously, again, other people see it differently. Sorry. <laughs> Jalen Noel, 16 points off the bench. That's a positive. Carl Anthony Towns, another game with only four rebounds. What's going on? I mean, I know Gobert had 17 in the previous game, but 10 this game, it just seemed like, eh. And, of course, Golden State making all their shots. There's not a whole lot of rebounds to be had, I suppose. Ugh, it just drove me nuts. Hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it. This is exactly what I just can't take, is watching the Warriors making their threes and kind of rubbing it in our face and everybody else's face every time they make their threes. Almost 60% from the floor overall, about 43% from downtown, which is three-point land, of course. And I don't know, it's just, it was just that kind of day. And it's like, it's almost like I don't even want to talk about it. I mean, what more is there to say? They just kind of, they made their, uh, they made their shots. They shot the ball, it went in. We shot the ball, it kind of did. It kind of went in. I mean, 44%, that's not good enough. 14 of 35, 40% from downtown. That's nice and everything. But, yay, we, we paralleled with a team that was already up by 20. So, it just kind of told the story. And the Warriors even added three more in the fourth quarter just to, you know, do what they do. Just to kind of rub it in our face, I guess. Austin Rivers started in the game. Austin Rivers started in the game. Anthony Edwards moves to small forward. But, again, yeah, that's what Jaden McDaniels out. And, yes, guys being out is not good. It doesn't help. Jaden McDaniels is super valuable, even though his numbers were not all that good versus Charlotte and his brother, uh, Jaylen. Uh, Jalen McDaniels, Jalen Noel, Jalen McDaniels, it's spelled differently, I know, so I'm going to go all over the place. Wendell Moore has a little cup of coffee along with Nathan Knight, 3 minutes and 25 seconds, all that, just kind of hanging out out there. Bryn Forbes made half of his shots, but only one three. Doggone it, come on, Bryn, you, he, you know, he's the reason we lost, you know that, right? No, no, he's not. Um, poor perimeter defense, poor energy, turnovers, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I've seen, well, it wasn't that bad of a turnover fest. Charlotte was worse. Um, the Golden State, it was just they were making their shots. We weren't keeping up with them. And uh, I don't know. It was just the, what really drove me nuts is how it's like, wow, Golden State's only 1-9 and nine on the road this year. They're only 1-9 and nine on the road, but they're 9-1 and one at home. Huh. So they're kind of like right in the middle. They're, they're doing okay. Hopefully they fall off the face of the planet because they're just not a fan. Um, I'm just not. And other people are, I guess. <laughs> um, 
But again, one and nine on the road. Wow. So Wolves, Wolves, uh, you know, this this could be a nice opportunity to feel a little better. And it went completely the opposite. Of course, of course, they get their second road win of the year. And something had to give and it was against us. And that's just how that goes. The Washington Wizards game. This is when Carl Anthony Towns looked like his calf kind of twisted a little bit. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it twisted a little bit. Looked good like it could have been anything. I mean, it was kind of scary. And, of course, no contact. It could have been a Teddy Bridgewater, you know, like Minnesota Vikings quarterback in the past, where his knee literally just, like, turned into jelly for, like, a split second. And and um, um, it wasn't good. Oh, wow, the prince and princess, Prince William and Princess uh, Kate were in attendance for the, uh, the Heat and Celtics game? Interesting. I didn't even realize that. He's the next gang of England, probably, but uh, we'll see. Good for him, I guess. Wow, yep, he's already up. He's me and my brother's age, just about. We're all getting old. Celtics up 14-2 to at the time. This is flashing on the screen on the, uh, you know, on NBA TV. Previously recorded, of course. Celtics look good, and good for them. Hopefully they beat the Warriors if they match up in the finals again. Washington had a very similar record as the Wolves, but it became a reciprocal. 11-10 and 10 for Washington, 10-11 and 11 for Minnesota. Only 142 points given up. No overtime. No, we gave up 137 versus Golden State, 142 versus Washington. Yeah, you know, Golden State's got their four titles. I hate saying that. And Curry has his 99 billion three-pointers, and I hate saying that too. But then Washington? What, what is, what's this? And then the one guy, like, people think, oh, he's lazy. He's just he's just a mediocre player. You know, he's underachieved his, most of his career. I don't like Porzingis, da-da-da-da-da. But every time he plays the Wolves, he looks like Dirk Nowitzki. You know, in his prime, at his absolute best. He does. He looks like Dirk Nowitzki. And he did here, too. He looked kind of like uh, the other guy, um, Arvidas Sabonis, maybe. Just not as plodding. Jalen Noel, 23 off the bench. You know, hey, Jalen, you're kind of knocking on the door for a lone wolf award, aren't you? 23 points off the bench in a losing effort, very much losing effort. Anthony Edwards, 29 points, very strong performance. And again, Towns' uh, lower leg twisted, which could have been a knee injury, could have been a uh, an Achilles, quite possibly, a, ba- a very bad ankle injury, because I saw his foot move uh, laterally, which is kind of scary, or like had made like a 90-degree angle, actually, which is... Not 90, 45 degree angle, which is kind of scary. And no, it was 90. I'm an idiot. Sorry, it was 90. And it's like, that's kind of freaking scary. Like, what happened here? And again, no contact, which is usually the worst type of injuries, where it's like, oh, oh, oh something just moved, and that's not good. That's not good. And all 200x amount of uh, pounds went on that spot at the same time when that happened. Or maybe not quite that many, but a bunch, maybe 150 or so. And something just something terrible just happened. Luckily, again, four to six weeks. Strain, I guess, is less of a... It's a tear of some kind when you say strain with ST. Sprain is like a worse version of it and all that. And then eventually it can get ser- super serious if it's just torn, flat out torn, like ACL or Achilles or something like that. Um, you've heard about torn calves, and those can be really long-term injuries, especially in basketball. I've had little uh, minor, my very minor calf strains, and they're insanely immobilizing. So, it's it is what it is. Back to the game, Porzingis just kind of lit up the Wolves time and time again, hitting threes, all seven foot three of him hitting three pointers, six of ten from downtown, yeah, twelve of eighteen. Had a smile on his face. He played great. He had three blocks. He only had four rebounds. That's just kind of funny. But again, fifty-seven percent from the floor. What more can you say? I mean, uh, you know. 
it is what it is. I mean, the, the Wolves shot reasonably well also. But, you know, scoring 127 points is kind of good, but giving up 142 is freaking horrible. <laughs> so, what more is there to say there? Wendell Moore, Josh Binott, and Nathan Knight again. More garbage time for them, but, you know, at least they got in the game. Wendell Moore Jr., you're going to see a heck of a lot more of Wendell Moore Jr., I got a feeling, if he plays anything like he did before, or like he did against Memphis coming up. Austin Rivers started and was he was he was, he was there, um, veteran leader and stuff, and I don't know what else really to say about that. Not the best. Let's move on for the sake of time. I apologize. And let's get to our feature presentation because there has to be one, right? You don't want to have a feature presentation with the Warriors torching it with 47 points in the first quarter, do ya? Do ya? As maybe Vince Germano would say, do ya? <laughs> Wolves get back to 500. They drop the uh, kind of obnoxious bully. Not the big bully, but the obnoxious big mouth bully of the Memphis Grizzlies with their, you know point guard who thinks he's the king of the world already. Uh, yeah, he's good. He's a really good player and all that, but he's, I don't know, he's got an attitude and I don't like him anymore. <laughs> Dylan Brooks is the same way. He's obnoxious. Uh, he's not as good as he thinks he is. Jalen Noel, 24 points off the bench. Wow. So keep it up, Jalen. You could be the next, uh, you know, you could be the next Chauncey Billups. So he got hot off the bench and then eventually became a really nice starter. Wendell Moore Jr. kind of got John Morant off his game. Anthony Edwards was flying high. I mean, all three of his blocks were awesome. When Anthony Edwards blocks a shot, it has a LeBron James vibe to it, where he just gets way up in the air, and it's the kind of block where you're just like, whoa, like that that's that's special. There's something special there. Uh, and he, he saved a game for the Wolves not too long ago, like a week ago, coming up behind a player. Um, I'm forgetting who it was now. But it was a spectacular block from behind that could have, you know, they, we, we could have lost the game. But it was a great defensive play by Anthony Edwards, and he uh, definitely provides something special for this club. D'Angelo Russell, another 10 assists uh, at the point guard position. Rudy Gobert, only one rebound. I don't understand that. That's kind of weird. The Wolves got absolutely obliterated in the rebounding category, which is, again, really weird. Um, 20? No. Yeah, 29 rebounds in the game. 29 rebounds in the entire game. 59 for the Memphis Grizzlies. That's, of course, 30 rebounds. The kind of stats that don't make a whole lot of sense. How the heck do you win the game? But Anthony Edwards showed up to play. He played with... Um, he played with an edge. I don't want to say attitude, maybe like a... like, But it's the good kind of attitude. Like, we can do this. That kind of attitude. Not the arrogant, like, up-in-your-face, talking smack the entire game like John Morant which I think is garbage. That's low class. Uh, Anthony Edwards has a different class level than John Moran, in my opinion. I think he's going to be a better player long-term because of it. I do. At least I would like to believe that. Uh, Wendell Moore Jr., again, frustrated John Morant off and on in the game. He got to start. Uh, a guy who, got to remember, is a first-round pick for the Minnesota Timberwolves just this past summer. So st still a chance. Might end up being something. And Wendell Moore Jr., and I hope so. There, There is something there. He can hit some threes. He's a 3 and D type of guy, but again, very good defender. Did accumulate four fouls in only 20 minutes, but hey, nice game nonetheless. He did a good job, and don't be surprised if he sees more and more action now, as clearly there is some value to uh, Wendell Moore Jr. Is he going to be a super valuable player for many years? Not sure at this stage, but quite possibly. <laughs> so that's a very encouraging sign and again Anthony Edwards playing with an edge the big blocks, uh, five steals three blocks, 
just that alone is like, holy crap, that's unbelievable. Uh, five blocks for Nas Reed, despite missing all five of his three-point attempts. So the Wolves did plug the lane nicely and force some turnovers. It was exciting. It was an exciting game that made a lot of frustrated Timberwolves fans feel a little better, especially against the the, the snooty, obnoxious bully next door last year in the playoffs who just kind of rubbed it in our face as the series progressed. It looked like the Wolves were going to win that series for an extended period and then just didn't. Uh, game after game, the Wolves had those big leads and ended up losing. So that made you feel like crap. And then this uh, the most recent game with these two teams, you know who was talking all kinds of crap the whole game. And even Jim Peterson was getting tired of it. So, <laughs> yeah, so... It's not just me. Yeah, Jim Peterson didn't like it either. Um, but nice to see some revenge here. And just nice ball movement. Nice ball movement. And a nice alley-oop from Anthony Edwards to Rudy Gobert again. And there was decent chemistry between the two. Hopefully that can continue to build. 40 minutes for Anthony Edwards, and he laid his ass off in all 40 of them. So really impressive. With that said, the Lone Wolf Award winner for this episode is Anthony Edwards with a strong... <laughs> A strong um, honorable mention to Jalen Noel. An awesome week for Jalen, averaging over 20 points a game during the course of this week. Anthony Edwards had multiple 29-point efforts, and there was something in Anthony. Uh, I think he's making the step forward, Ant, as he likes to be called. Otherwise, he won't vibe with me, right? <laughs> Ant, that's that's what he said uh, like a year ago, a year and a half ago now. Um, <laughs> gotta call him Ant, right? Gotta call him Ant. <laughs> um but a very, very strong uh, week for Anthony Edwards and absolutely super impressed when in the Memphis uh, the Memphis Grizzlies game with what he was able to accomplish. So I mean, it made you feel better after feeling miserable the past, you know, couple weeks here. Made you pissed off, to be quite frank. With that, we'll take a quick break, and then we're going to preview the upcoming games. Of course, you hear from DraftKings, and then segment number three, a little bit of fan interaction. <laughs> We are back here on Timberwolves Explosion, segment number two. It looks like the Miami Heat came all the way back, but again, I'm not talking about that. Let's get to DraftKings, the NBA version of it. The NBA season is heating up, and there are still so many exciting games to predict. <laughs> Even the Celtics game, if you hadn't seen it yet, right? No, I'm just kidding. But no, upcoming against OKC, you might want to pick the Wolves. Maybe you don't. Who knows what's going to happen, but I would hope so. Indiana, uh, Indiana Pacers will probably be favored. Why not pick the Wolves in that one and get the underdog there? Anything like that. Uh, exciting matchups, you know, games like Boston-Milwaukee that could be coming up. Obviously, always look forward to those. And, and, the, and the Christmas games, the Christmas schedule. May not make some money that day. And, of course, every night. Any night, every night. Um, but back to the point. When I'm looking to get in on the action, I bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NBA team to win, uh, to win their game and get a $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, 
place, <laughs> place a same game parlay and combine multiple bets like which team will win, total rebounds and more. So, yeah, the Wolves better get some rebounds though. Don't don't bet on the Wolves rebounding at the moment, but maybe maybe hey, maybe they'll rebound the rebounding, right? The more legs you add, yep, the more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. Yeah, it's, that's how betting works. So, yep, and that's how I've had some good experiences is going in. Obviously, you don't want to go way too far in <laughs> unless you really have a great feeling. <laughs> Download the app now. Sign up with code TBPN. Place a $5 pregame money line bet on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code TBPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Yep, so definitely be looking in that for the disclaimer and all. Minnesota Timberwolves will be playing the OKC Thunder. That should be tonight on Friday, right? Or is it Saturday? I'm all mixed up. Yeah, that's what I thought. It is Saturday. Saturday at 7. Oklahoma City Thunder, they're 9-15. Definitely better than last year. So if not hunting for the first round pick this time. Uh, a hip injury for SGA. SGA as we like to call him on the 29th of November. So we'll see. He's their best player right now. So Gosh, he's averaging 31 points a game. Mike Muscala, a pinky. Pinky injury. Pinky. I don't think I've ever seen that. But, yeah, pinky fingers are important, believe it or not. Of course they are. I've had a very nasty uh, dislocated... <laughs> I had a nasty dislocated left pinky finger. It hurt like bleep, and it was on the left hand. <laughs> so, and when I worked in the service industry, I was stocking the cooler, we'll say. I was dropping stuff constantly because the pinky wasn't moving. So, yeah, pinkies can be annoying, too. Chet Holmgren, of course, out for the season. Yeah. Carl Anthony Towns, calf. Jade McDaniel's illness. Torian Prince, shoulder. He's been out for a bit, unfortunately. Josh Giddy can be entertaining to watch at times. He's their leading rebounder, believe it or not. But SGA, Shea, Gilgis, Alexander, 31.1 a game. Oklahoma, it's Oklahoma City, pardon me, is 6th in points. Wolves are 12th. Rebounds are 8th for Oklahoma, 17th for the Wolves. Again, after getting 29 rebounds the other day, that didn't help. Um, field goal percentage, they're 20th. We're 7th. Uh, turnovers, they're 8th, so they protect the ball fairly well in OKC. Unfortunately, the Timberwolves, <laughs> uh, turnovers were 26th in the league. Lots of turnovers. Assist to turnover ratio, Oklahoma is 11th, Wolves are 19th, block shots, Oklahoma's 4th, the Wolves are 7th, steals were both tied at 4th, averaging 8 steals a game. This is a 4-game series between this club, Minnesota is up 2 games to 0, which is nice. 115-108 win on the 19th of October, uh, 116-106 win on Sunday, October the 23rd, yep, very early in the season, Saturday, December the 3rd at 7, and Friday, December the 16th at 7, so the series will be wrapped up fairly soon. Oklahoma's 2-3, and three. In their last five, losing to Denver 131-126. Sounds like an epic battle there. Beating Chicago 123-119 on the 25th. They lost to Houston 118-105. Yuck. The next night in Houston. So that's a travel game, of course. Two days later in New Orleans, an improved club, 105-101 loss on the 28th. And then right recently beat the Spurs on November the 30th, 119-111. So Oklahoma has won their most recent game at the very least. Yep, I had, a, I had the mouse go out on me, so luckily I have a, a spare with my other laptop right next to it, so I was able to kind of switch that on the fly here. But that, It's just the battery, so it's charging right now, just to give you a heads up of what's going on here. 
Uh, the Timberwolves should be able to beat this team. It's in Target Center and all that, but the Wolves should be able to beat this team in Target Center or in Oklahoma City. I expect Anthony Edwards to go off for 30-ish again. He often plays well against OKC, uh, often does. Andrew Wiggins did too, and we all know that. There was, even on Wikipedia, uh, Wikipedia, they used to say that Anthony Edwards owns Oklahoma City, which is kind of funny, the Thunder. But I think the Wolves get their second straight win, especially if SGA is out. I mean, there's no excuse, but yeah, don't come out and slack around. Hopefully Anthony Edwards has another exciting performance and can kind of be the leader of this club, to be the young leader of the Minnesota Timberwolves and hope for the best there. Timberwolves win the game. Final score of, this will be a relatively higher scoring game with these upper echelon offenses. 124-117, the Wolves get the job done. Anthony Edwards reaches 30 in this one, at the very least. Hopefully way beyond that. Uh, look at the Oklahoma City players real quick. SGA, like I said, averaging 31 a game in, this, in uh, so far. Josh Giddy second with 14 and a half. Dort, who's been a fun fantasy player for some people. This is a little bit of this, a little bit of that. 14 points a game. Jalen Williams, you continue downward to 10 and a half, and so on and so forth. Yep, Usman Jang only, uh, yeah, he's only played in 12. He's played in 12 games, only averaging 15 minutes so far, and three and, a, and, and almost four points. So Usman Jang, we'll see if he continues to get better. Uh, he's, he's, he's got a chance. He's got a chance to emerge, and Aaron Wiggins is another interesting one. You get to see A. Wiggins. It's like, wait a minute, what's going on here? Yep, Aaron Wiggins, not a not Andrew, which is kind of funny. We'll have to wait and see now. So the Wolves will play the Pacers several days later, Wednesday the 7th of December at 7. Hopefully the Timberwolves can sweep the season series versus the Pacers. Let's hope it's not a, uh, a, a revenge tour for the Indiana Pacers in this one. Halliburton apparently has a groin injury as of the tw uh, as of December the 1st, so that could be bad. Chris Duarte, ankle, November the 5th. Daniel Thies, uh, of course, again, Thies, uh, not Thies, Thies on October 18th. Remember seeing those names with a knee injury. That's obviously not a good thing. And, of course, the same walls. Carl Anthony Towns, Jade McDaniels, Torian Prince. Maybe Prince will be back, and hopefully Jade McDaniels as well because we're talking almost a week away. A lot of these numbers almost look the same. That's funny. In fact, they do. Oh, uh, Indiana and Oklahoma City apparently are tied at 6th in points. 12th in rebounds. 26th in field goal percentage. So they struggled there. They're eight, uh, excuse me, 14th in 3-point percentage. That's good. 3rd in assists. 23rd in turnovers. Yet they're 4th in assist to turnover ratio. Interesting, because they get a ton of assists, basically. 4th in assist to turnover ratio. 2nd and that helps with Miles Turner, second in blocks, and tied with the Wolves, fourth in steals. Minnesota did beat Indiana two, it'll be two Wednesdays ago at the time of this game, 115 to 101, Wednesday, November the 23rd, and one of the better games of the season for Minnesota. Pacers are 12 and 9 right now, third place in the Central Division, and they're only 2 and 3 in their last five, so all kind of familiar stuff. Lost to the Wolves on November the 23rd, just talked about that. Uh, Beat Brooklyn 128-117 on the 25th. Lost to the Clippers 114-100. Beat the Lakers by only one point in Los Angeles. It was a Staples Center two-step, which a lot of teams do. Back-to-back -back games in the same building. Yep. And then you get the uh, Sacramento Kings, who are much improved. 137-114, just like the Wolves, basically, a couple a couple days ago. Um, they got killed by Sacramento pretty good, did uh, Indiana. So, interesting. Back in the day, those two teams used to make a lot of trades. 
Sacramento and Indiana. There's a lot of familiar faces between those clubs for an extended period of time. Uh, if Halliburton doesn't play, I would hope the Wolves would be able to get the job done. Wonderful three-point shooter, along with Benedict Methrin, <laughs> Buddy Hild. I mean, yeah, there are a lot of three-point shooters on this club. Miles Turner can hit from the outside. Um, so obviously very talented club. Miles Turner is averaging almost three blocks a game. So that's a huge thing right there. The rebounding is pretty good. The assists, yeah, and you got Halliburton was averaging about 11 assists a game. So that's a huge help as well. The fact, along with the fact he can shoot and he can score. So super valuable guy. And there's other teammates like TJ McConnell averaging four and a half assists. Uh, Nimbard averaging three. So other pieces. Buddy Hill can add some assists as well. He can help about three a game. So the Wolves should win both of these games. I think they do. I think the Wolves get to a three-game win streak and feel a little bit better at the end of this uh, this this week. Just two games, of course, as we head into the uh, first week of December now. Uh, Timberwolves emerge victorious. Final score along the lines of, this is in target center, of course. I think this is going to be lower scoring for some reason. Something like 114-105. Wolves get the job done. Uh, leading scorer will be D'Angelo Russell in this game. D'Angelo Russell with 25. Anthony Edwards, though, will be right there, basically in the same place, probably. But I think Russell, for some reason, will have a really nice performance versus the Indiana Pacers, especially without Halliburton to deal with. With that, we'll take a quick break and get to fan interaction. We are back here on Timberwolves Explosion segment number three, fan interaction segment. And something I probably should have said at the beginning of the show is all the back and forth screwing around with the podcast feed wound up settling back on the original. What happened was I had, uh, well, see, the old RSS feed from HipCast is still attached to the uh, the original Apple podcast feed, right? The original Apple podcast feed, if this all makes sense, hopefully. RSS feed is what came from HipCast, of course. That's when I upload the show. It goes into the RSS feed and then goes to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all over the place, right? But the original RSS feed from HipCast was still attached to the original Apple podcast. I delete, actually delete the whole thing from uh, HipCast. So then the show stopped uploading to the old feed for Apple Podcasts. I had created a new feed with Anchor. So that one uh, so that one was working but was not really available because everybody subscribed to the original one. So I was like, why is an Apple Podcast updating? Well, it's because I deleted the Hipcast feed completely even though the Hipcast feed is still attached to Apple Podcasts. Finally, I caught on to that like, oh, duh, I get it now. So I kept moving people back and forth. I figured, oh, everybody go to the new feed and that's like, no, don't do that. What am I thinking? All the reviews will be gone. And everybody's going to have a hard time, like, figuring out what the heck I'm talking about because it's kind of weird. And which one's the right one? Because there's no real way to, to, to tell for somebody who's not, you know, signed into the uh, Apple Podcast Connect account. So <laughs> there was a bit of that going on. And then finally it's like, Don, I mean, what am I doing? Just kill that extra feed that I created with the new uh, megaphone one. All I have to do is put the megaphone feed to the old podcast. Had to get that from Dylan Richardson. Got all that moved over to my account. And I added, of course, the megaphone and everything came back to normal. So I apologize for bringing everybody back and forth 
from this from this feed to that feed, from that feed to this feed. But now we're back on the original feed. Everything's there. Everything's attached. And Apple Podcast is actually the number one uh, app for Timberwolves Explosion again. It would it had completely halted for weeks, almost a month, because of what I had done. Uh, so I apologize for that. Everything is back to normal. Hopefully you're able to listen to this and Timberwolves Explosion can catch up a bit to the other two shows as it's dead last right now because of, because of all that nonsense going on. So it's my own fault. I apologize. Uh, thank you, Vince Germano and Tanae Brown for kind of sharing things out there to people in your in your areas and your friend groups and such. Uh, also, thank you guys. Uh, Basketball Podcast Network retweeted the most recent episode. Benzo out of the Bronx. Vince Germano out of Victoria, Australia. <laughs> so cool. Yep, obviously in uh, Melbourne, Victoria, Australia. And Levi Brown out of New Zealand. I believe Tanae retweeted it as well. So again, yep, and I apologize for all the mix-up. Then I started ranting and such about, like, annoyed as hell that we were that close to Charlotte and ended up losing the game. It was a, it was fun to watch, and then we ended up losing. I was saying, these missed threes are driving me absolutely insane. I can't take it. The Wolves couldn't make anything. Uh, Baby Come Back says... I can live with it, not going to happen every night. And it's like, yeah, but losing to Charlotte with almost nobody on their team, it was pretty ridiculous. So, I don't know. Levi Brown out of New Zealand says, disappointing way to end the winning streak. That's for damn sure, right? Bucky followed. Thank you very much. Uh, Reese Padretti had shared something. Yeah, it was um, uh, Legion Hoops, Herb... Herb Jones wears Pelicans gear to nearly every game and drives the same car that he had in college. He says, I try to save, man. I'm not worried about what somebody would say about my appearance. If my family is doing good or better than what than what they were, 100, basically. And then, um, ran up, yeah, there's a guy behind him dressed all fresh, I guess you could say. Um, Reese Pedretti says, yeah, Herb, nothing wrong with that. I do love this pick because Dyson is uh, in the back and splashing out with some fresh kits. I was saying, I prefer more the low-key. Yep. And then uh, Random Hoop says, yeah, Joe Ingles had that low-key look down pat. Yep. I think low-key is a little better. I don't know. That's just kind of how I see it. What was going on here? Yep, there we go. John Krasinski shared this. Uh, or Yeah, John, John Krasinski tweeted. Tanae Brown shared it. Uh, John Krasinski says, Wendell Moore Jr. found out 10 minutes before the pregame meeting that he was going to start and guard Jaw tonight. Had no idea he would play, yet, let alone start. Once he told me the news, I was beyond excited. At the same time, I knew I had to lock in and had a job to do. Yep, that's what, uh, yep. That's what, uh, Wendell Moore said. Once he told me the news, I was beyond excited. At the same time, I knew I had to lock in and had a job to do. Tanae Brown says, I like him a lot already. Shutting down Jaw will always get you will always get you in my good books. Ha ha. Yep, and I agree with that big time. Jaw with all that talking. All that talking. Yeah, it drove me nuts. And then Tanae kind of kind of jumped in again saying, Shutting down might be a stretch, but in the first half he did a good job on him. My stream was iffy after that. Oh, okay, yeah, I'll yep, yeah, I'm streaming it into um, New Zealand and for yeah, the stream might have been kind of up and down. That's too bad. Occasionally, right? Yep, I go through that sometimes when I'm streaming. Um, and then, yep, Tanae Brown shares this. 
awesome like video here that says uh, seems like Ant is pissed off about last season's playoffs. Love to see it. And you could tell he was. You could tell he was very pissed off about last season's playoffs. Uh, he was saying, oh, yep, Timberwolves clips 29 points, 5 assists, 5 steals, 3 blocks, 8 of 12 from the regular, you know, from the floor, 2 of 6 from downtown, and plus 12. Ant was a two-way monster versus the Memphis Grizzlies tonight, and yes, it was an absolute sight to see. That was, uh, that definitely earned him the Definitely earned him the um, Lone Wolf Award uh, for that one. Wavy followed. Thank you very much. And I think we'll go from there. That's the end of the fan interaction. At TWolvesEX. At TWolvesEX. I don't think there was any response to Wolves Explosion, but I'll check it out again. Now that Twitter is back in the mix again. And there might be a podcast that I haven't done in 14 years. It was just videos from YouTube. That's actually 15 years ago. (laughs) Uh, Or was it? No, it was... Yeah, 14 and a half, almost 15 years ago. My goodness. A video game flashback. Might be making a comeback as a just a regular video game podcast, not video like YouTube or anything like that. So we'll have to wait and see. I'm going to check real quick on Wolves Explosion. That one doesn't come up on the uh, laptop. So for some reason, you can only have a certain amount of uh, accounts. I don't know why. It's kind of weird. Um, just a couple of follows. That's appreciated. And then Tanae with the same thing there. Yep, so he was kind of tweeting both. Thank you, Tanae, for that. appreciate that. That's actually good that way. But for now, yep, there's no different one. So very cool. Thank you very much for that. Otherwise, again, get that uh, DraftKings Sportsbook app, of course. Sign up for that. Uh, TBPN, the Basketball Podcast Network. Of course, also, don't be afraid to call into the show via, uh, they call it audio submission, Open up your phone, basically. Open the free uh, voice recording app. Press record. Talk into it like a like a phone call. Then when you stop and save it, share it to PaladinoLive at Yahoo.com. PaladinoLive at Yahoo.com. I will then convert it into an MP3 file thanks to Zumzar.com, uh, which is nice for that. Also, I, I got a, a nice review here. Let's see, better bid it right away. I believe it is. Yes, uh... Wiseman's not a bust. Yep, <laughs> great. Yeah, that's the name of the. That's the name of his handle. This was in mid-November. Great insights and even better logo. A must-listen for Wolves fans. Oakland Warriors podcast. Yep. So Oakland Warriors are a part of uh, the Basketball Podcast Network. So thank you very, very much coming out of California there. Um, and yep. So really appreciate that. Maybe we can go on each other's shows sometime. I mean, of course, my schedule's weird, so I can't guarantee that. I can't guarantee when and all that, and I apologize to, uh, in case they're still listening, Jazz Beats, in case they're listening, maybe they're mad at me now. Um, it's, yeah, I mean, I, I my schedule's weird, and working second shift, it's hard to go on other people's shows, except at maybe odd times, they'd have to maybe go on in the morning, which uh, most people work in the morning, and I work in the afternoon, and during the lawn season, it's morning and afternoon, so kind of sucks when you have two jobs, um, but at least you, you know, can pay your bills, I suppose. Um... Otherwise, though, thank you very much for the uh, awesome review. And anybody out there uh, willing to do a review, please do. Really appreciate that. It only helps the show. It, it had been getting lonely and stupid on there for a while. So last thing I needed to do was lose my reviews and start up a new feed. That would have screwed the show up even more. So with that, tell your friends about the show. Thank you again, and we will talk to you in a week.